you, you can holler, you can applaud, you can scream, you can do anything you want. I can't hear you anyway. <laughs> Listening to Salt Lake Dirt, I'm your host, Kyler Bingham. Today on the show, I talk to the filmmakers behind the incredible documentary, The Mad Writer. We have director Zachary Casket, producer John Webb, and the man himself, LaRange. It is having its world premiere at Slamdance 2023 on Friday, January 20th at 2.45 p.m. Mountain Time. The film follows the musician LaRange as he deals with a health condition that jeopardizes his hearing. I love when I find documentaries where I can discover music previously unknown to me. I'm a fan now. Love the music. Love the film. It was great talking to these guys. I'll have links to where you can purchase tickets to The Mad Rider at Slamdance. And you don't even have to be in Park City for this. Slamdance has made the entire program available on demand on their Roku channel. Between January 23rd and 29th, you can watch all of Slamdance's films um, on demand. If you have a Slamdance channel subscription, which is only $7.99 a month, I'll put a link to that as well. Okay, let's get to it and talk about the Mad Writer on the Salt Lake Dirt podcast. This is really exciting, a film that I, I loved right off the bat. Uh, the Mad Writer, I had the chance to see it. I have uh, three people who are, you know, the reason the film got made with me. Um, why don't you guys go ahead real quick, just uh, introduce yourselves and tell us your capacity as far as the film goes. So uh, I'm Zach Ashkett, uh, director, editor, producer, and uh, I guess initially sound designer until we had some better sound designers come in to do over my work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm John Webb. I'm producer and first AD, you know, kind of help helping uh steer the ship absolutely uh i'm larange uh the movie is about me uh supposedly but i haven't seen it yet that's that's amazing well yeah thanks for joining me um i, I gotta say so this is a i love when i get a good music documentary with someone that i hadn't been aware of their their music before so this was um one of my favorite writers jonathan ames talks about when he finds a writer he was not aware of and they have a big like a huge catalog of work it's like tapping a vein um and going in and, and just like seeing like all the incredible stuff that's out there so i've been listening to your stuff pretty non-stop since i started listening um since i watched the film um then I'm, I'm a huge yeah so within i guess three days i've listened to most of it so i'm i'm yeah. loving it so just on that level alone thank you for for making the film um so let's just ask how did the documentary come about? Like, I know it was several years in the making. Uh, how did this all happen? Uh, so I guess I'll start. It, uh, I've known LaRange for most of my, for, for a long time, about two decades. And um, I had always kind of thought he would be a great subject for a documentary just because of who he is, his unique personality and worldview I thought would be interesting on screen. Um, and I started bugging him about the idea and John kind of simultaneously. Yeah. Um, and uh, when after about a year of bugging both of them, uh, because I, I'm a film editor myself, and so I've never directed something. And John is a director by trade and a brilliant one at that. And uh, 
I've been cutting music videos for him for a long time. So I knew that I'd need somebody to show me how to direct basically. Um, so that's what I uh, tapped John for, but, but anyway, so about a year into convincing both of them to allow this project to happen, um, we finally got the go ahead from Raj to start shooting. And about a month into that, he called me and uh, told me about this tr trouble he was having with his ear where he was bleeding and didn't know why. And that was kind of the um, pivot point for the film to take a new direction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think like I, I would kind of consider it, it was like a, like LaRange was reluctant, but accepting and willing along the ways, which made the film like so much more compelling to me because um, clearly he trusted you guys to, you know, to come into his life for that length of time and to go through such a, like a, you know, a vulnerable part of what's going on. Like, I mean, very, very, very stressful stuff there. Um, LaRange, I was wondering, you know, being so vulnerable at times throughout the process of it, I don't know how often they would come back to, you know, to film you, but were there times you were like wanting to pull the plug on this whole project? Oh yeah, I mean, every time they came down, and then when they left, and in between, I considered it, uh, you know. But realistically, I, I, I am wanting to pull the plug on it, and wanting to actually pull the plug on it um, are two different things when you're in the middle of it. And so, uh, I never really seriously considered, you know. Um, uh, completely disallowing them to come back, but I mean, every moment of every situation of every day, I, 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 I romanticize the idea of not having a documentary made about me. Um, and then, and then you guys. Um, so, you know, you you have like your full time jobs. You're, um, you know, director, editor. Uh, how were you able to like? Because you had to go to a different state. I'm I'm assuming to to go shoot LaRange. So uh, how did you just kind of pick up when you thought something interesting was happening or was there like a schedule that you were kind of trying to adhere to? Um, Cause it sounds like it, like how long did the whole process again, how long did it go on for like roughly like seven, so eight years? It was so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. About uh, seven years at this point. Yeah. So we, I mean, and, and certainly not shooting for seven years. It was a lot of stop and start, but um, we got the, very first, uh, when we finally convinced LaRange to let us endeavor this project, the very first shoot was sort of a proof of concept and we weren't sure if it would be a short or if it would be a feature or what. Yeah. Um, and so that first shoot was uh, October, 2015. And so a long, long time ago, but uh, we shot our last thing like in 2019, mm. uh, at the end of 2019. And so it's just been editing since then. Okay. Yeah. I had the, I had the, like, you know, like, I was assuming it was before the pandemic. It had that feel of like the different world that we were all living, living in at that point, especially, you know, the, the doctors in the hospital, uh, Laurent, I was, so you mentioned that you, you have not yet seen the film. Um, and then I know in your, your, your statement, uh, that was in my media kit, you said that as well. So this was like a, um, a, a thing you decided on early on to give like creative freedom, uh, to the filmmakers, the the so in about a week you're going to be seeing this film um why did you why did you decide to kind of like relinquish ownership um and just wait until you see it in front of an audience that seems pretty brave uh i don't know about brave maybe, maybe <laughs> it was you know it 
it really the idea was only interesting to me if I wasn't involved. Um, it 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 took me a while to kind of see the vision for why a documentary, why participating in a documentary about myself would be creatively interesting for me because it's such a hands-off experience. Whereas I'm accustomed to, um, you know, having my hands all over whatever I put out. But after a while of talking with um, with Zach, it kind of made some sense to me. But one of the things early on was that I, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't able to corrupt the integrity of, of the movie or, or the creative integrity, because um, any input that I would have, and I'm sure I would, uh, would, would only make the movie less interesting because, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I find promotional documentaries to be very boring mm-hmm. um, and it, it's not, it's not why I wanted to make music. It's not why I wanted to do anything creatively. So if I could be a part of something that's creatively interesting to me without me, it's, you know, maybe that's, um, maybe that's worth doing. Very cool. I, I love, like, I think you could probably make like a whole book of like, I guess you call them like Laurangisms. So many quotes I was writing down as I was watching the film, like just powerful stuff, funny stuff too. But like one thing that struck me, you said something to the effect of I'm weak, but incredibly strong. And I think that to me, that was like just an awesome theme that was very apparent throughout the you know, entire film, the balloon animal metaphor. I'll, I'll never look at balloons or a- balloon animals ever again. I mean, I thought that was amazing. Uh, and then, and then like kind of in a joking way, I just thought it was really funny when you, when you said to Zach, you're doing this because you're bored. <laughs> I, I just uh, funny stuff, man. That's what we're all doing, right? It's in true. Fact, <laughs> at some level. Yeah. As Jonathan Ames would say, we're bored to death. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's so true. Um, okay, so as far as being a, like a filmmaker and making a documentary, this is your first, um, you know, feature documentary. Uh, when do you know a documentary is done? And this went on for you know several years. It it just I'm not going to spoil anything. I want people to see this film. But it just wrapped up like you, you couldn't have written it better. It was just it, it just came together so well. When do you know a documentary is done? Yeah, that's a hard answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been cutting documentaries for the last like four or five years, pretty exclusively, mm-hmm. and um, that's been kind of my central focus as docs. And uh, it's a really hard thing to answer. You know, usually the answer is you've run out of money or the deadline or, you know, just the logistics dictate that you're done. And um, certainly with this, that was partially, I mean, not the run out of money thing, but we, we started entering it into festivals and got into some really good ones. So we decided it was ready. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was a long time where the film went through journeys of different things. And so um, like different stages, it was different film at different times. And, um, we kind of landed in a place we were both really happy with and God sure. had seen so many cuts of it so by now. Time. So yeah, I don't know. Do what, what, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I feel like also too, like Larange is also constantly doing dope stuff and mm-hmm. constantly releasing new music. Cause he's very prolific in that mm-hmm. way. So like it, you, you have the urge to like, Oh, we also need to film this. Like we got you know, <laughs> the Marlowe stuff was like, like right. oh, we got to include this because it's <laughs> so good. Yeah. Also we realized like, no, 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 we have a time limit. This yeah. is a feature. Like we already 
I think it's also about like deciding what you want it to be about. Like yeah. uh, for a while, we kind of were shooting with the intention of making a more comprehensive bio film. Yeah. And it kind of was coming to terms with like, no, he was, it was, we really were shooting him during a very specific tumultuous three year period of his life. And why not make it like a window into what that specific experience was like for him right. um, versus kind of trying to bite off more than we felt like we could chew. And um yeah, for sure. Well, my mom, when I was a kid, used to tell me that artists never finish. They only stop, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what Zach does. You know, that, that's most of the artists. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, so, okay. So, John, so you're, um, you were a producer on the film. Yeah. Uh, I, I see that James Haywood um, had a role in this as well. So, um, for for those listening who don't know who James is, like incredible editor, um, Fight Club, I believe, Eternal Sunshine. So, you know, just kind of iconic, really. I mean, I'd imagine someone, you know, younger people would look up to in that capacity. How did James get involved in this project? So, um, so I, uh, work for him at the moment, um, cutting documentaries. He's sort of transitioned into a, a producerial supervising editor role. And so, um, he's been producing and, uh, supervising a lot of the documentaries that I've been cutting. And I showed him this early on in our edit, um, and he took to it and, and was really, um, impressed and wanted to be a part of it. But, uh, it was truly John throughout the whole experience. Uh, I, I yeah. like call you my line producer, but John was like on the ground every time running second camera, every time lights, sounds, just yeah. the actual logistics of moving people around and booking locations and restaurants, just getting yeah. food, like everything, any, any crack that needed to be filled in was John. And um, we really brought James and um, Catherine LeBlanc, who's our, our other um producer on kind of after the fact to lead us through all the legalities. Uh, we really, uh, for all the things we knew how to do, getting rights and clearances as we were shooting was not one of them. And so we had a, a lot of work after the fact to just clear this for, for release. And, um, so yeah, I don't know if you want to talk more about what, like during the process, but, but James and Catherine were really kind of active. Yeah. I mean, in, in the process is just more of like, just always be shooting, always trying to think of who we can interview, who can we talk to, who can like, you know, who's around uh, LaRange. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it was just a matter, I mean, yeah, I think that was pretty so, much And so many, so many shoots we went out on that yeah. didn't make the film. Like I yeah. sent John yeah. at one point to North like, Carolina, Carolina yeah. everywhere, Atlanta, and so yeah. many interviews didn't end up making it in. And uh, I feel like we ended up interviewing nearly every rapper that uh, LaRange has worked with, except for maybe Cool Keith and uh, yeah. one in the film. So it's there's a lot left on the cutting room floor for sure. For oh, sure. Wow. I think like, so, you know, with filmmaking, with music, you know, you, you work on these epic projects that, you know, there's a lot to it. It's not just, uh, you know, one little thing. So how do you maintain, I guess the question goes to all of you guys, how do you maintain that drive um, on your specific projects, whether it's music or, or film or whatever, when, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs, I would imagine a lot of downs where you, it's very like, how, like, this is too much. How did we get into this? Like, what are we going to do? How are we going to keep going? Um, 
how do you maintain like a sense of drive and like an end game, even if it is years down the line? Uh, well, the easy answer for me is John. <laughs> Honestly, when I was ready to quit, this just, guy just, just kept many texts of like, so how's the doc going? What are we doing? Where are we at with that? Yeah. He was really keeping me on whatever schedule we were on. It was because he was keeping me on it and, and um, really encouraging me to finish. And yeah, I mean, just so many nights, this guy just came over and wanted it's over and over and over again yeah yeah i mean i think it's it's like indie filmmaking is kind of a lonely thing and um it can feel very very much like you're doing it by yourself so i think uh finding people that you can work with who really are encouraging of not just the project but what you're doing on the project like that you're on the right track is important and also like believing in the project you know like I feel like everyone has worked on something that you're kind of like, eh, I'm okay if this doesn't come out. But like <laughs> this project in particular is like, no, no, no. Like everyone who was involved believed in it from the beginning. And so like yeah. that <laughs> urgency to finish it is definitely, you know, what pushed it off. <laughs> one, one guy didn't believe it. Yeah, everybody has those projects that they really don't care if they come out. And this was that for me. <laughs> <laughs> But that acerbic wit from the beginning we saw in the film, we're like, that's we, interesting. People will respond to that. We so, got it. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I related so much to that, you know, gallows humor type, you know, it was, oh man, I think a lot of people will. So let's talk about slam dance as we kind of wrap up. Um, you know, this is the first time we'll be back in person after three years. Super exciting. Um, what are you most excited about? What are you kind of nervous about? What are you looking forward to? Um, have you been up there before? Uh, well, yeah. What's, what's going on through your mind? This is very, very exciting stuff. Oh, uh, I mean, I'm on, I mean, I'm really excited just to, to see all the team, you know, it's like, yeah. it's kind of been like piecemeal seeing everyone. Yeah. Our DP lives in Atlanta. Yeah. Our, our music composer, you know, everybody's kind of scattered, especially in the age of, covid we could do a lot of this from different places right right and so that and then also just seeing the whole festival like just seeing other filmmakers and you know this will be my first film fest going to so like i'm, I'm very excited to you know watch great movies I mean, it's such a prestigious fest like it's not just prestigious but the type of film that they take is so my style like i just love this kind of movie Mm-hmm. And so we're really honored to be among this group and to, uh, to just get to spend a week watching this kind of movies, these Absolutely. kind of movies. It's really exciting. I've never been to a film festival. And although I had very little to do with this movie other than showing up and I had very little to do with the production or post-production and that I have never been to Park City and don't have that much of an interest in film festivals just in terms of my background mm-hmm. and uh i'm 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 going because of my friend zach despite all of that i'm really looking forward to it <laughs> <laughs> well it, you're gonna have a blast like um you know because the other festival is going on obviously but one thing i love about slam dance is it's all in that one location and so everyone is just kind of mixing you have you know you have you know the everyone who worked on the films, you have the audiences. Um, it just kind of, it just feels like it kind of levels the playing field and it's such a fulfilling experience. I think it, I'm just thrilled to be able to come back in person. 
Um, and yeah, you guys will see. Uh, it'll be great. Um, so are you going to be there? Sorry. I'll be there. Yeah, I'll oh, be there. Awesome. Yeah, there. yeah definitely. I'll be up there um, Friday morning. So I'll be there through oh, the nice. weekend. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you're around, you should come come to the screening. We'd love to have you. I would. Yeah. If it. Yeah. I. I plan. I'm definitely coming to the Q and A at the end. I want to see. I want to see Laranja's uh, <laughs> reaction yeah. if he hasn't all, like bolted by that <laughs> So I got to be there for that. <laughs> you got to do me a favor and uh, bring some cues that I can a. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Uh, anything else you guys want to? you know, mentioned before we wrap up, where can people find like online, where can they find uh, more information about the film? Um, anything you want to say as we, we close shop? No, I mean, we're, we're thrilled to be premiering slam dance. Come out and check us out January 20th at two forty-five or January 24th at one. You can find more information about the film at the mad or the mad writer film on Instagram. Um, and more information about orange orange music on Instagram. I, although I had very little to do with this movie, I would like all the credit if it's good. <laughs> well, there would be no movie if it wasn't for you, right? I mean, no. there's no movie, so. There are uh, one of two responses I'm going to have, and that's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to be at, you're going to be, I, I like talking to the filmmakers. It's fun talking to them, like, at the festivals, but sometimes it's fun talking before the fact because, I, you know. I know you're going to have fun, but you're going to be asked a lot of questions, probably a lot of the same ones I've asked you. So you can like practice on me and then you're going to have it all like fine tuned by the time you get up to park city. <laughs> well, this is great practice. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate Amazing. It. Yeah. <laughs> well, absolutely. So Zach, John, Orange, uh, thank you so much. I honestly love the film. Um, I encourage people to check it out. Oh, one thing I do got to mention before we, we, um, end is, we're back in person, but Slam Dance is also doing a virtual component again. So people from all over the world can see the Mad Rider. Uh, I believe that's January 23rd through the 29th. Mm-hmm. Um, you, as long as you have a Slam Dance channel subscription, which is only like eight bucks a month, you can get it and then see on demand. You can screen everything. Uh, I've already watched a bunch of great films up there, um, short films. Yeah. So. One last question. Anything I know, not to put you on pressure, but any films that you're excited to see? Have you looked through the catalog, other things that you're looking forward to checking out? Well, we're screening with a really incredible short called Strange Beasts that I'm so excited to see. It sounds wild. And it's it's created by a director and a sculptor who I really oh, like. Wow. And, um, but there's one, there's a doc called, uh, I believe it's called Starring Jerry as himself that just looks awesome. They just yeah, I, I saw the trailer, trailer for that. Yeah. Looks so cool. And just like one of those wacky out there movies, it's so in our real house. I'm blanking on the actual title, but the LSD one. Oh, um, I'm blanking on the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, every, everything's great. And like, isn't it like 8,000 or so submissions kind of roll in roughly that? Am I, I mean, it's, it's amazing. Like, I think what I love about that, because I've been to festivals where the films like, can get really boring and and sometimes if you're not you know you can kind of sneak out if you need to but like every slam dance film that i've seen i've always been like highly engaged it's like it's a quality of work uh like-minded people just like killer stuff so um congratulations again uh can't wait to meet you in person up there at the festival and um, best of luck with everything in park city 
Thank you. Thank so you. Much. Okay. Thanks, guys. Okay. Take care. Take care. Thank you.